I have received intelligence of section 96, subsection 1 of the Constitution of Zimbabwe, a letter from the President of State House, Harare, Zimbabwe, 31st November 2017. The Honorable General Mondenda, notice of resignation. Capital 263. Welcome to Politics and Beyond on Capital 263. My name is Christopher Farai Charamba. My name is Upenyu Makoni Matenga. And my name is Tawanda Henry Beatty. And yeah, welcome to the best political podcast in the news, Zimbabwe. And if uh, you don't think we are, then... <laughs> You should give us a coup or something. <laughs> <laughs> hey, one one a year is enough, don't you think? <laughs> no, you get a coup. You get a coup. Everyone, <laughs> Everyone gets a coup. Gets a coup. <laughs> <laughs> but Did this you is see a smart. changes. Yeah, he actually. Um, so I, I I met some people from Uganda, and they were telling me that he actually like promoted some of the junior officers and changed a bit of the the leadership around he's not trying to to have anything that's happening in zimbabwe or that <laughs> happened in zimbabwe happen to 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 him so yeah interesting interesting times people are saying that zdf should actually outsource their their model and i think it's a model that's actually going to be studied by quite a lot of uh conflict and resolution students or military studies on on how to have a coup that's not a coup yeah panema thesis a um yeah so in a new zimbabwe uh today is what's the day today the 26th of november we're recording we actually haven't uh, recorded in a while because the way things were happening it it would have been quite futile to try and record every single day um mm-hmm. so up today well we're just gonna go through a couple of the highlights from what happened uh specifically more specifically um Gabe's resignation speech and then going into uh Vamnangago's speeches the one at ZANPF and the one at the inauguration um talk about chombo and chipanga who were in court yesterday mm-hmm. and i don't know what else is there um yeah i think that's that's pretty it maybe we can have a look at um uh, online attitudes um to prisons nandagos now what <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well what? done. You've been practicing. What? What? Oh. what? To anyone who's on the group, who get out of here. Give him a static ovation. What? Yeah. Um, huh? No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got it right the second time. Practice, ah. pra- practice hard. Practice hard. Oh, the, line, the line was breaking me. <laughs> um, 
anyway, his his presidency and uh, maybe the hope, optimism, or lack thereof in certain sectors um, of both the online and the the actual in person words, just maybe people you've spoken to, and uh, yeah, just I think we'll keep it short and sweet because there's it's a bit thick the content we have to get through. Yep, yep, mm. yep, yep, yep. So Wamgabe resigned. I don't know about you guys, but on on the Sunday when when that whole speech was supposed to go down, and I I, I wrote about this um, a bit. It was so tense, and we I was waiting for a long time. I even watched. Shout out to Madame Boss because she had the best live feed of that situation of of ZBC. So ZBC Online wasn't covering like until the news started at 8 p.m. But like from 7 p.m., I was watching on Madame Boss and her and her family were lit. But it was so tense waiting for it. And then he comes on and he says absolutely nothing. That's not true. That's well, not true. He said a lot with his speech. He said, I acknowledge that there were problems. At least this is what I heard. I acknowledge that there were problems. He The, the coup was necessary. Sorry, the not a coup was necessary and we're going to work it out. And then he said those words that everybody was reading from shock. I will preside over the December Congress. And then he said Asante Sada. When, when I say... Even in Itinibasa. When I say... Oh, he yes, said, yes. When I say he said nothing, huh? we were all expecting a, I resign. I mean, he did. He did definitely speak a lot on, on various things, but there was no resignation. And for me, that was that was a shocker. Like I wasn't expect. I'd actually expected that he'd just give up. But in hindsight, I understand. I mean, if the plan was always to resign, you wouldn't want your last speech because that would have been played over and over and over again. And that's the one thing that people. It would have been immortalized. Um, and I don't think for him, he'd have wanted that to 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 come out and, you know, that be the moment. That speech can be played again, but it it becomes secondary to, to the actual um, advocate, Mudenda, reading out the resignation, you know. Um, the Iwene Nitinebasa, the Sante Sana will always be remembered, but it doesn't, it's not remembered for being his resignation speech. So, in hindsight, I kind of get it. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, think that guy was. <laughs> I think uh, that's going to be said a lot about Mugabe, and it worries me. In hindsight, I understand it. <laughs> But the guy came out, he gave a prepared speech. Uh, you know, I don't know if you, I don't even think he was trying to save his legacy. He was my understanding of the behind the scenes happenings at the moment is that he was still obstinate at that time. And the negotiations weren't finalized or complete. So I, I, I think at that time, they he he didn't intend to resign. He wasn't saying that speech for posterity. He was saying that speech to ensure that you know he's there for Congress. 
No, I'm, a, I'm actually reliably informed that there were multiple versions of the speech, or there were a couple of versions of the speech that he was supposed to give on that day. And it it really came down to sort of last-minute decisions on which one it was that he was going to go with. But he was, himself, Did anyone so, include a resignation? There was one that included a resignation, yes. But it... it it was him and a couple of advisors that went with that speech that he actually ended up giving. Okay. And, um, all right. I will will take your your reliable information because, uh, (laughs) no, but of course, (laughs) blood George's book on Robert Mugabe's (laughs) president is the only book that I ever want to read on Mugabe. (laughs) Anyone right now out there in academia, if you're planning on writing a Mugabe book, please take a seat. Stop what you're doing right now. But I hope because you know. the George Sharamba book is the only book that we want. <laughs> but I no, hope you know there will be propaganda in it. I mean, there are yeah. they 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 there will definitely be propaganda in it, and we'll definitely we'll get into to ED speech. But oh, I mean, on on Mugabe said we can wrap up because. Um, you know, that's him gone. Gone. They, 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 um, no. sure. <laughs> but can we have a moment of silence though, guys? Because no, it's no. Been 30, no, for real. It's been thirty seven years. Like what? it or not. Like it or not, you know, like it or not, Mugabe has shaped the way our generation will forever look at where we came from, who we are and where we're going. And that really deserves because for what think about it everything that you are has actually essentially been shaped by one person and that deserves them even if you don't like mugabe you don't have to like his politics or what he did but it does deserve a moment of silence uh, i think that was it it's that cool. was Let's that was long on. enough <laughs> <laughs> um where no, were i was when, I was, where were you guys when you first heard or 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 watched um, African Bende read the, the resignation letter. Oh, so where was I? I? I was I was in a media and democracy um, seminar, and literally towards the end of the seminar, people were asking me about what was going on back home, and I I got messages. Um, someone sent me a message, and they were like, "I end," and I was like, "Who?" <laughs> Because at that point, I'd, after, <laughs> Sunday, after, after Sunday, I'd disengaged. Like I was, because it took up so much of my time the week before. So after Sunday, I was like, I'm just going to wait for official updates. I'm not going to, you know, follow. And I was like, who? And they were like, Mugabe. And then I literally, my phone was blowing up. The group chat was on fire. In every other group chat, people from home sending me messages. And I went to Twitter, and then I started seeing the footage of you know people literally celebrating in the streets, and yeah, that was that was kind of crazy. That was insane. I was at work, working, doing work things. There was did nothing continue, sexy. Did you continue <laughs> to work? Yes, I did. I think I was in exactly. the middle of editing a, a book actually, and. Um, yeah, it, it's, you know, I was like, oh, okay, I'll deal with it later. I will say, though, that I, I then celebrated that whole evening. And I am not proud of myself. Uh, because the next morning... No, because... Like, it's a whole thing, guys. Wow. <laughs> it was a whole thing. <laughs> you had a full experience. 
<laughs> exactly. I had the total experience. Um, yeah. So yeah, shout out to 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 the people I was drinking with. You guys are strong. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, no, I I I got a call from my sister from Sissy Franzi. Our oh, help phone. She's been with us. Like she's been my second mother. And my sister Zoe called me and was like, hey, you know, Peter was sexting. Do you hear that Bob's dip, bra? <laughs> <laughs> it was 3 a.m. And I was like, Tish, what are you talking about? <laughs> and then, um, yeah, in a moment of weakness, uh, watched the, the WhatsApp um, message circling around and had to shed a few tears. And then woke up and went to work like I know, like uh, like our new president encouraged us to do. Mm-hmm. We should we should work hard. Talking about our new president, his two speeches. Yeah, so yeah. he flew back on Thursday, Friday. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Uh, he was inaugurated yes. on Friday, so he flew back on Wednesday. 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 Was it Wednesday, not Thursday? It was it was Wednesday because it was a day between. Um, I think it was yeah. Uh-huh. So he flew back on Wednesday and he gave his first speech at uh, Zanu PF headquarters. Um, and <laughs> and I, you know, online commentaries is something. I saw a lot of people criticizing the fact that it was there and. You know, before anything had happened, it was, oh, this is more of the same. But I feel it was necessary for him to go and say the things that he said there or address those people first. I mean, he spoke about the whole not a coup. He spoke about, you know, the assass- the, the attempt on his life, which is something he couldn't have said at the inauguration speech um, and, and the whole process. Uh, what else did he mention there that was quite significant? Uh, he did start to well, he did start to speak about working together, and uh, you know, the voice of the people is the voice of God, which is his new catchphrase. Um, it's a hell of a statement, man. <laughs> We're not going anywhere, good. <laughs> it's a hell of a statement. It, okay, it, it most certainly is. Um, uh, so he yeah. he had a, a couple of things that, that he mentioned there, but I think that speech was really to, aside from thanking Zanupiev for, you know, putting him in, in, in the position of power, also just address some of the things that had happened, why he left, um, and clear, clear that part up. Because I think, as as his second speech then reflected, he's moving on to more or the Zimbabwe project, if we can call it that, or the more important business. And I thought that was just finalizing that Zanu PF chapter. I don't know about you guys, what you thought. You know that I I wasn't I wasn't moved. To be honest, by the speech, it it's it's it was another speech. To be fair, I do sympathize one? and I second. do understand. Mm-hmm. The first one. 
Yeah, the first one. Okay. It, yeah. it wasn't. No, I was far more impressed by the inauguration speech. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it, it, it. Yes, you're right. It was. It, it was a form of closing chapters and acknowledging, um, you know, what had happened before. Can we talk about Kungu Fukura though, <laughs> and the people? <coughs> that particular Wait, before, comment. Before. <laughs> no, I think we should have a whole uh, a section on the barking dogs. <laughs> no but but for me that was that was playing to the gallery you know what i mean like that was just yeah. him you know getting hyped or getting the crowd sort of hyped because that's that's literally that clip has circulated everywhere yeah. mm. so it's something that people know ed for he understands memes exactly it's that and it's pasnemandu which people will always you know sort of and I think with all the excitement that was there, it really was just for the crowd, you know, to, to get them a little bit sparked and for the sound bite, you know, the, the comical effect of, of it all, if, 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 if I can call it yeah. that. Yeah, because I think with that person, the Mandu thing, he, he's realized, I think he realized early on in his political career, he's not the strongest public speaker. And mm. so I think he tends, just having had a look, his interviews are, he interviews quite well um, yes. from an impartial perspective. But in terms of his actual public speak, speeches, I've noticed he speaks in almost cliches, like he speaks in sound bites. And I think it's he a does. deliberate effort to make up from, for what some would call lack of charisma, but just, he's just not, that's not him. He's not, uh, uh, for lack of a better comparison, he's not a, a goblin, a Robert Mugabe, I mean. <laughs> wow. Sorry, it was a slip of the tongue. Wow. I'm wow. sorry. It's yeah, the time no, zone. So... I'm still in the old Zimbabwe. <laughs> <laughs> You're ahead of us, though. <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> don't let facts get in the way of a good story. <laughs> <laughs> you work for the Herald, you know this. <laughs> hey, hey, I hope you've seen Short that fired. the Herald... The Herald is a new paper right now. The Herald it's is a new, a new paper. paper There's changes happening over there, ku, 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 ku Herald. People are, you know, expressing themselves, I'll call it. <laughs> um, very, very freely. But, yeah, for his first speech, I wasn't surprised i was a little disappointed um i thought like you said it the first thing you said i understand why people were talking about um zanopf headquarters i understand the political implications of that and i understand how beholden he was to the party but in terms of a more inclusive locale he could have had his first speech coming out of the airport they could have said something out right outside the airport he could have had it even in africa unity square he could have had it any number of public open places almost spontaneously you know what i mean um, but i think that was exactly the point 
not to have it because as you rightly say he could have had it in africa unity square which is a beautiful place to have it um personally i would have chosen that because the optics of that would have been brilliant imagine the photos yeah um but to have it in zanupiev ties him very much and very strongly with the party because remember i don't know if this was a conversation i had with you previously but mnangagwa didn't want to he could have very easily after having been dismissed from the party at the presidium gone and started his own party and with chiwenga's backing you know gone and gone on to win an election because zanu pf was weakened without that particular without the security arm so but to have it at Zanu PF headquarters says that no I'm still very much a part of Zanu PF and this is very much a continuation of the party and it is in fact the next evolution it's the next iteration yeah. of Zanu PF and we're moving into a new hopefully a new era of the party where you know it's not just about looting although orbit mpofu there is bad for the optics but it's now more about okay how can we grow the pie so that we can all I can mm. still steal but this <laughs> It's not going to cripple the country when I do it. You yeah, know no, what I, I mean? I yeah. agree. I agree. Um, that's why I, I said I wasn't surprised, a little disappointed. Of course, you want, from <clears throat> where I'm sitting, you want a uh, a Hollywood-esque homecoming. But, um, <laughs> Don't worry, course. we'll put it in the movie. But, It'll but, be in the movie. <laughs> but But this was very much a i mean as much as it had national implications we mustn't forget that this was very much a zanu pf project in 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 what it was um and it you know joao came out and said um, which i found very funny because he looked like he was speaking from a cupboard but but to be fair it <laughs> it really was um you know there was a strong zanu pf element to to what happened and that cannot be discounted and i thought you know well uh, i get i get people's disappointment but I also think that at that stage, it wasn't enough to, to judge him because all he was going to do was literally address in brief what had happened and deal with the fact that they'd moved against Mugabe in such a manner. Um, yeah. And then we move on to... As the inauguration. Yeah, but so also... I'm pronouncing this as well, so... <laughs> um, for, <laughs> I'm an equal just, opportunity offense. Just in terms of Zanu PF, those are some disloyal, um, <laughs> no, no having your back, kind of. I'm not going to swear, but you know exactly what I want to say after that. I mean, those Mofos. people literally, literally, within a matter of days, went from Gushungo Chete Chete to Mugabe Ngaende. It was savage, and the video of 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 Mutsangwa and and poor Mangwana dancing to Songa <laughs> Yeah, and the fact that oh. SK was the one who came out and read that, um, you know, the guy who fired Mnangagwa, 
already <laughs> his 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 you know read the, yeah read the audit fire him and uh you had obit mpofu presiding over the matter you had chinamasa at the at the march saying mugabe well, chinamasa i mean that was did he say person mugabe I don't know if he said Pasna Mugabe, but he 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 definitely was all up on Mugabe guy, and I don't know if he if, yeah. if he did that. But that those guys no. like they can't be trusted. No, I <laughs> I mean I think your conclusion with President Nangagwa there, you know, there's a narrative. Yokuti maybe was always always the guy, and people could never fully express themselves. Um, which you know i can i can i can believe um well, yeah some true. to some extent for those that went open brutally because but if webster some shamu comes up and says <laughs> was Krimura, but emerson is natella <laughs> i'll say <laughs> but you know interestingly enough webster was that one of the on on the fr- on the Friday, he was at one of the the provincial meetings that called for Mugabe to step down. And I was yeah, like, he wow, knows how to survive. These, that's true. That's true. Um, but yeah, I just this you know found that funny. Um, moving on to inauguration speech. Actual speech. Yeah. Thoughts, guys. On the inauguration. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was you know that's the fullest I've ever seen um, that that the stadium. And that tells you a lot about how people felt and how people were feeling. Although I still think that a lot of it is more euphoria from a a significant change in the environment than it is about, you know, uh, an actual... Does that make sense? Like something new happened versus something to change things for the better happened. And I think it's still settling in that we're still dealing with the same animal. Um, but that being said, it really it's it made my heart warm to see so many people show up for the new president, um, and to see so many people so happy and so excited for for this because it's the first time we've seen an inauguration. Hey, <laughs> to be fair, it's the of first time someone has into the presidency. Yes. When when was the last time Bob was inaugurated? How many times? Well, once, and then that was it. No, but there was. If there's always if swearing in Scar after after election. Yeah, he always, he always has those. But it's, yeah, but I mean, how many people went to the last one? How many people showed up for the last one? I I don't even remember when it was. Do you? I I have a vague. It was sometime in August 2013. Um, okay. Yeah, I have a vague sort of. Do you even remember what you were doing that day? No, but I I mean, um, Robert always had swearing-in ceremonies. I don't think he had inaugurations. Um, Mm. Just from a semantics perspective, he wasn't mocking the beginning. No, he did. The 2013 one, I believe, was at the National Sports Stadium. Oh really? Yeah, because they have to do the whole um, generals come through and um, inspecting the guard, uh, inspecting the guard, and, and all swearing of fealty. Yeah, yeah, all of that, all of that must happen. So I think the last one was at the the um, national sports stadium. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. the thing is, because it's Mugabe, it's a non-event. 
to mm. yeah, kind of fuck now. Yeah, it's just one of those oh, he's doing it again. No, oh, you know. Mm. So mm. um so I mean, yeah, no, I definitely agree it was quite an interesting um ceremony. Uh Japrezo was there and he got people on their feet. Um shout out to Mike Chiwenga uh who was one of them. Um booting uh, but it, this this whole situation, <laughs> someone someone mentioned this, but this whole situation has redeemed Japrez's album because for me it was quite lackluster. But Kutonga Kwaro has Kutonga Kwaro is a hit. It's a, yeah. it's a massive touch movement. <laughs> it's a massive <laughs> hit. Um, but on yeah. to the speech, uh, thoughts, Henry. Um, man, I was very impressed. I was very impressed. Um. The only point that I may have disagreed with him is in making a promise he cannot keep in terms of compensation for land reform. I think that we're just not in the fiscal position or economic position to even be making promises like that. Um, And I don't also think there's the political will to do something like that. But otherwise, I was I was well impressed. Um, I think you know maybe if you want to go through it point by point, you can. Or I don't know if everyone has had a chance to to look I think at let's it. Let's go through it yeah. point by so, point. So yeah. let, let's just I'll just give a a, a quick um, sort of recap of what I remember of the speech. Um, you know, he addressed quite a number of issues. He started with, you know, the, thanking the people who've given him this responsibility. Um, he spoke about unity. He spoke about the need to, to work together. He did go into uh, compensation in terms of, he said land reform is not going to be reversed, but he spoke about compensation. Um, he mm-hmm. spoke about having to deal with the banking sector and the fact that, you know, um, there needs to be reform. He spoke a lot about reforms in different sectors. He spoke about the banking sector. He spoke about the the need for uh, special economic zones in terms of the economy um, mm-hmm. and taking advantage of our mineral resources. He spoke about command agriculture as well, but he mentioned um, market economy. Um, he spoke about it in that manner in terms of a market economy. Um, what else is it? He spoke about civil service needing to change and that, you know, they need reform in the civil service and it's not business as usual. He spoke about going, um, after corruption, um, and, and that needing, there needs to be change and, uh, in that aspect, um, I don't know what else there was that I left out. Um, he spoke about FDI and yes. creating an environment that attracts the money. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, he said foreign investments will be safe in our country. And I think he's, you know, he spoke about the Indigenization Act. But I might actually be referring to a different video that I saw. Okay. Um, and then he he made reference to the OAU and the UN, so to the multi, the supranational um, um, organizations, the UN, the OAU, and the AU. um, AU. AU, sorry. I'm so sorry. (laughs) 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 You spoke about the African Union. (laughs) And and he... (laughs) Sorry. 
I apologize. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so that, that came from the heart. Sorry. Really that, was actually, that was actually funny. <laughs> um. Yeah. So so he did he did mention another thing. So Henry, you started with the compensation. Um. On that, first and foremost, there was no timeline. Uh, so he never said Kutimangwana Chingetako compensator. No, like, come on. No, no, no. I, it's I one get of those you. things that no one really, I mean, besides, like, the major, the people who actually were listening to that are probably the British contingent yeah. of, of the people that were there, but it just was so unnecessary and was such a politician no, but, thing to but, do. No, but you like, know what? To be fair, though, Compensation's been something that's been on the government agenda for a while now. If not a couple of years, then quite a few months. Um, what I said is there's no political will for it. I didn't say no, no, no. it hasn't been on the agenda. The fact that it's been on the agenda and nothing's happened shows there's no political will for it. But a lot of things have been on the agenda and there's been no political will for, for a while. But, you know it might be something that he's actually going to try and and initiate well, why or try don't we and, wait and, and see? exactly yeah it might yeah. actually be, <laughs> it actually might be one of his 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 big you know sort of projects we'll, we'll definitely have to see but of course <laughs> And that's not me just finding but you know what the thing is i think <laughs> it, it might be in a um, quid pro quo type thing, yeah, because of course. because there's there's definitely something to gain from the white farmers that we had in Zimbabwe, in terms of whether it's their access to markets that they had or in terms of skills, um, and it might be one of those. Okay, we go so far and you help us in in some sort of way. Mm, I don't think yeah. it's just a okay, guys come to reserve bank and we just pay you all the money that we owe no 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 i think it's definitely one of those well this in exchange for that i also yeah, no, think no. that compensation is important in terms of reframing land reform so the way it's been currently framed is in is in very racist terms right black versus whites they came and they kicked us off our land Therefore, they must die and they must go. Um, and it's not framed in terms of um, imbalances, structural imbalances within Zimbabwean society, which is the goal, which was the goal of the Chimrengas and which is the goal of land reform. So, and, you know, for, for it to survive into the remainder of the century and to be a just cause, it does need to be reframed entirely. So compensation will go a long way towards that. I also think that compensation will contribute towards in, um, what's the word, rebuilding uh, confidence in the Zimbabwe, particularly in ZANU-PF, um, and the justness of ZANU-PF's cause in its actions. So, yes, I do. I think that's a good idea, and let's see how far he gets in, in, in implementing it. Yeah. Hello? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we're, there. yeah. we're just <laughs> listening. <laughs> we don't always have to interrupt. I was shocked. <laughs> I was shocked that you didn't interrupt. Wow. <laughs> um, one of the things that uh, I found interesting was, not was his reference to to working together and the unity. Of course, elections are happening. Um, 
next year definitely those are on he said so but it was the the aspect of um you know he called on people to across the political divide to work together and whatever however long till elections um there needs to be a a unity of purpose which i think is is very important and he spoke to that and his speech was very inclusive i don't think it was targeted at specific people it was a speech for zimbabweans i think and everyone can find something that they can relate to and feel part of whatever project is going to come out of you know the next six to eight months yeah i i mean i honestly was 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 very impressed in the speech as a whole and he turned an absolute skeptic um into a less skeptic i'm not in fact i'm not even skeptical i'm very hopeful and very optimistic about his uh his time and his term in office um and that's without qualification uh i think if he is successful in 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 his desires, you know, he struck a balance between local and international politics. That speech wasn't just for Zimbabweans. People need to realize that. And yeah, no, no, I was even Yaya election. I was, I was happy about that. And I'm under no illusions that he's going to lose or that the opposition is going to win. But um, you know, maybe a good drubbing will will bring the opposition's to their senses and make them a better opposition because as much as, you know, we're going to have, um, optimistically speaking, uh, a loyal government and I mean loyal to the Zimbabwean people, um, we also need to have a loyal opposition um, who hold them to account. Um, so, yeah, no, no, uh, speaking it well, was good. So, speaking on the opposition, um, it it will be interesting to see how they um how they change you know a big part of their narrative for 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 the long time has been mukabe must go and now mukabe has gone it's so gone. how they reform their message how they structure themselves going forward and you know there is a bit of a an expectancy with um Nangagwa and people are right now definitely there's a more okay let's see what he's going to do and i think for the opposition it's quite a difficult position to be in because you can't speak i mean you can speak on zanu pf's failures for the last 20 odd years or 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 whatever however long you want to go back but you can't speak specifically on munangagwa in terms of his um term in office because it's just begun so it's yeah. interesting it, it will be interesting to see how they restructure um you know and also calls for renewal as well within the opposition itself and by opposition uh, i'm talking about mdc so you know i think i think we should actually have an opposition reaction episode, episode yeah as a stand as a standalone yeah yeah, yeah. right now let's focus on, on yeah. our new president <laughs> quick, <laughs> no, quick, quick thing 
He yeah. talk, spoke about a market economy, but also spoke about his about command agriculture. I don't understand. So, um, yeah, it's <laughs> because it's, you can't command a market economy. That's true, but I think it it with command. I think it's a it's a program that can easily move into the market economy, and really just you know letting the banks hand all um over the financing uh sorry so we've sort of lost opinion right now she says something about her mic um so i thought she said she'd reconnected yeah so well we still can't hear her um so she might just jump back in um but in terms of with command i think (laughs) hear me now Yes, yes. Can. Welcome back. <laughs> what? Before you move on, my God, I've been listening to you guys, and it's like you know, having locked in syndrome where everything is happening around you and you can see it, but you can't do anything. Yeah, that's how I felt. Especially when you're talking about the opposition, and then you said MDC, and I was triggered. It was yeah, no, I'm just so really Those would still be on there. <laughs> I think that's why. So I think that's why your your silence. To say, let's have a full episode on that. On the opposition, yeah. Okay, okay, but but or I just I just want I I want to put in my two cents. Yeah, by all means, go ahead. On, which is that because Chris, you said that um, the opposition cannot criticize um, Nangagwa, no, and I his, beg his, to differ no, no, because no. he's been head his, of government. This no, 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 his term as his term as president so his presidency oh, yes. or his policies yes. or, yeah. yeah yeah there's no ground to criticize his term as president or even his policy because they have not yet begun exactly. or they have yeah. begun but yeah, he hasn't done I'm anything yet yeah. but in terms of criticizing him and in terms of criticizing Zanupiev, i still think that this presents a major opportunity for the opposition to attack the, the the cancer at its very very root, which is ZANU-PF, and which is to talk about ZANU-PF's previous 37 year track record in government and its failure to move this country forward. In fact, we've moved back. But but here's the thing, Upenu. and if the opposition doesn't take advantage of, mm. if there is reform, right? If ZANU-PF actually reforms yes. between now and elections, you lose that power nine, every single day. It's nine months, Chris. But it's nine what, months, what and we're no, so so for example, so so for example, so for example, just a removal of the police from the roads. I mean, it's 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 not. They're back on the roads. I I, yeah. I don't know what the situation is, but they're if, only off. I mean, I've during seen that period, yeah. But the thing is, if there is actual reform <laughs> in that sector, in the police sector, it will look like a big thing. It's the it way it's like the way things should be. But it will look like a big thing because of how it's been for the past thing. So I'm not saying they they can't criticize, you know, um, ZANPF. They they most certainly can, like I said, for the failures of the last however long you want to go back. But mm-hmm. 37 years. So, Upen, ZANPF has now offered yeah. an alternative to, to their last 37 years. Exactly. MDC and the opposition need to do the same. And the criticisms yes. are super valid. But they can now not no longer just criticize. Personally, from the speeches I fo- I follow, and I Chamisa, and they do tend to speak about the Zanunization of the state. They do tend to speak about Zanu as a system more than just Mugabe. Um, I've always well, said this also, about how the opposition is reported on, but 
like I said, I genuinely believe this deserves its own episode. Yeah. Because yeah, right now, yeah. I I really <laughs> yeah, want to talk in terms. Of I really want to get into it. Okay. I really want to talk about those this... barking dogs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. Um, so but, the one. <laughs> so no, I just want to put one one last thing, and then we really can move on. And I promise I'll keep quiet. But it's also no, you can't say you promise you keep quiet. We're silencing women, Banapo. No, on this subject, I will keep quiet until the episode that we do on um, the opposition. But also in terms of just how Mnangagwa has even ascended to the position of president and first secretary of ZANU-PF, that in itself is a challenge to democracy. And if the opposition is really trying to pursue a democratic agenda, the very first thing that they should do is challenge the way the coup, not a coup, happened. Because let's be fair and let's be honest, there's nothing in our constitution, despite the legitimization of it, there's nothing in our constitution that enables the military to do that. So now we can move on. The voice of people, of the people is the the voice voice of of God. God. (laughs) (laughs) Not the constitution, the The, voice of the people. That also is bolstered. Right now, as a as a savvy if I was a opposition politician, I would not even be speaking about you. You can't take away his legitimacy. There were sixty thousand people. Even Morgan was there. How can you argue it wasn't legitimate? But that's what I'm saying. No, Why but, was he there? No, Why were but you the legitimizing is, that? No, but the thing is, ah, to be fair, is people I, wanted. You can't dispute the fact that people wanted Mugabe gone. Yes. How how it happened? But let him go in a democratic manner. Let him go in an election. But the thing is, how long do people, you know, what, what then happens? How long do people go on and continue suffering um, whilst we wait for elections? It, it, I, I, I completely understand the, the, um, the narrative of what you, what you're, you're putting across, but at the end of the day, it's one of those situations where people still wanted him gone, and it, it was a, it was across, you know, polit- it was across the politics. It was just specifically, people wanted Mugabe gone, and now for Zanu for Zanu PF though. Um, you know, we're speaking, this is an opportunity for them to reform. And Yes, but how you begin is how you will end. Because the concern here isn't, Kuti, there's a new guy in charge, or, you know, it's, a, it's, the, it, it's actually essentially the same old house with a fresh coat of paint. My problem is, when the 10 years have passed, and Nangagwa has... Dusted. The, the corners and oh, they, they sprayed some, uh, some no guys I think I, <laughs> I, I, I no 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 I think I think the Mugabe, house is the same no fair enough but I think Mugabe not being in charge is a huge thing we cannot um you cannot undermine it as a fresh coat of paint type thing I get Zanu I get Zanu is still no, I get in the first place. No, the the last thirty seven years, I mean, fair enough. The last maybe two years or so, and but we can't again, discredit. Can we come we back can't to you, you, you sound like Udenge who was saying Grace Mugabe. Excuse me, those are grown men. You're telling me that. Obed no, 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 no. Change because Mugabe is no, not there. I'm not saying that Obed Mpofu is going to change because Mugabe is not there. But I'm saying you can't neglect the the impact that Mugabe had. 
number one on Zimbabwe, but also on ZANU PF itself. I don't think that can be mm. understated. And I think to a degree, you guys are kind of understating what the person of Mugabe or the persona of Mugabe actually, how serious that was in terms of influence, in terms of the things. I mean, Grace Mugabe went on a whole tirade and she did so using the, f the uh, you know, the the, the fact that she was... Know. Pardon? So, Chris, yeah. my point is, or even, I don't know, I'm not going to speak for pain. The point <laughs> is, it's not about Mugabe, it's a the people in ZANU are easily or can be controlled like that. So it's, if Emerson wanted, he could create his own dynasty the same way. I don't, I don't think the so. The same way. No, no, no. is already a member of parliament. There'll be no problem with her. And in fact, at least she's better. She's an MP. There'll be if she decides that she wants to be vice president in the next three years. I don't think so. They'll be I saying honestly, Mai no, again. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, they've they've set a precedence for themselves. But I think that number one, like I said, there's an opportunity for ZANPF to reform. Whether they'll do so, I don't know. But I I think they they themselves are going to be forced to change. And one of the things that I've seen is that there's going to, there's no more one center of power. They've come out and said that explicitly, but there's also going to be a national chairperson of ZANU-PF who's not going to be, who's going to be, you know, someone different. So I think they, of course, based on, on their history, you know, we can judge them. But I, I, I do think just the person of Mugabe cannot be, um, understated or his role and his influence and we can even look to the way this coup not a coup happened there was so much respect and you know reverence for the man even ed himself in his speech um the inauguration speech came out and said you know there's there's still so much respect there and one of the things that they're going to do is try to um you know uh re reconstruct his legacy now that he's not in government and now that he's gone out so ingloriously um they're definitely going to work on that so i i i get where everyone's coming from but i don't think it just on mugabe itself i don't think it should be understated how much of an impact he had on the state and on on zanu but we've diverted we've digressed so far from, we've from yeah so very, far very very far from the Let's speech. come back. We'll um, talk about this. In yeah, we're talking episode. about the market economy and command agriculture. Uh, I mm -hmm. think it's it's something that can be moved straight from the government in back into the market because really, at the, essentially, what it is is providing people with resources so that they can farm. Um, and all it is is working. You're telling them what to farm. It, yeah, no, but the thing is, that's what banks used to do anyway. Mm -hmm. So the bank used to give you a loan and say, we're giving you a loan because you're going to be doing tobacco and the market for tobacco is this and this is how much at the end of the day you're going to pay us back. So it it really just, the aspect goes back to, you know, he spoke about... Tobacco makes a profit. Maze is actually, command is running at a loss. No. It's I, the market price, the GM price for... for for grain is less than the market price. It's not a system that can easily be accepted into a capitalist system because it doesn't work. No, How can GM be paying less than market price to a farmer? Of course. But that speaks more to the so system my, than but it how does, does it to the turn, profitability. How, how is it, how, does, how do you suggest 
a, a bank provides inputs to a farmer to farm maize no, but and then the buys is, that like but the thing is i don't more, sorry, i don't i don't that market price. i don't think it will necessarily be maize because yeah, they've, no, no. They've, they've, it they've, is maize. They've spoke, oh. Yeah, no. Right now, in terms of the government policy, it was maize, and I think that was just an easier uh, way for them to go. No, um, it's about feeding the country because exactly, consistently, two point yes. two million people, over two million people, are in danger of starvation in this country every year. So the rationale of Farming maize is a sound rationale. We need to be able to feed ourselves before we can, quote unquote, become the breadbasket of Africa, which, by the way, was never true at any point in our history. Um, but the whole point of command agriculture is then to be able to say, OK, now that everybody has food in their belly, let's now move on to the things that we can then do. Does that make sense? The, the, the tobaccos and the mangoes and the oranges that people are crying for let's now move on to that but first you have to feed yourself and and the market for yeah. food i think will always be there so there's definitely somebody who's going to pay for someone to grow maize chris if, i think do hmm. you just say you think there'll be a market for food no always. i said i said the market <laughs> for food that's what i'm saying that i said the market for food will always be there so uh, there's definitely I, someone going to pay for it so it can. I accept, with, I accept yeah. your points. Yeah. I accept so your points. with commands, um, I, I, I mean, it's something that, what I hope is that the government releases the the economy from its grips. I mean, we need, we can't have a situation where they are, um, as someone always used to say, it, it's. I think it's um, Kosana to quote him. They can't be referee and player. Um, so yeah. They, so they definitely needs to be a lot of reform in that sector. And he spoke about the, he spoke about the banks specifically, and the fact that banks need to go back to banking, and they need mm. to you know start making money off you know, giving people loans and stuff like that, rather than making money off bank charges. And that's serious. Mm -hmm. That's uh, it. It's it's very important for me. One of the biggest things was the civil service. And I hope this is yes. something that actually, you know, really they actually enforce and they, they are very serious about it. And I hope um, Mariawanda Nzua, the Permsek, was, was listening because aside from the numbers and, you know, he said that we can't have absenteeism, um, aside from the numbers, which definitely need to be... Um, because cut yeah there needs to be a lot of rationalized is rationalized, the nice word for that the um <laughs> there needs to be streamlining ikoko people also mm. just need to to do work and when people are not doing work they need to be let off um so yeah. i do hope there is serious action in the civil service um and and we actually see a government and he spoke about you know just people needing um they needs their services need to be attended to and and people it, mm -hmm. it it's it sounded you know like people shouldn't they shouldn't be delays because they at the end of the day they are customers we are customers every time you go to the passport office or every time you go to a government building needing something you are a customer and the customer must be treated as such not treated as you know someone we don't want mm. that and i hope that's something that they do change well, it's not simply, I mean, customer service is, of 
was very at, at the very top of the list. But it's also um, issues like e-government. So why do you have to go to the office and wait for the person to show up to work to give you the form when you should be able to download it or even submit it online? Mm-hmm. So there have been efforts. Um, you know, There's something called Zim Connect, for instance, where you can apply for some government services online. But things like company registration, and you can even apply for an A1 or A2 farm for those of you who are listening who want to be farmers and apply for command. Um, but the the level of professionalism within the civil service is something that definitely needs to be looked at. Um, and then also making bringing the government into the 21st century because it does, you know, every time I've interfaced with government, it seems like a very 19th century system. You must go to see Ningi, to Ningi and Ningi to get a piece of paper signed and stamped and then return back to wherever. Um, and so those are the the, the inefficiencies and the, the the issues that are currently plaguing the civil service besides the, you know, the big overarching ones, which I hope that, I mean, nine months is not long enough to be able to deal with that, but it is long enough to start to start putting the civil service on a path towards reform, towards rationalization and towards efficiency. Yeah, it, it, it simply can't be run on patronage anymore. Most of these offices mm. are generally inefficient because you need to have inefficient systems to create jobs for your patronage network. So, yeah. Patronage network. Um, patronage network. <laughs> patronage network. <laughs> uh-huh. Sorry, guys, it's been a long emotional week. <laughs> um, um, but Cisco, Cisco oh. is... Yeah, so, doing so, the <laughs> just before we get into that, I was going to say that um, a a uh, a true tell of how serious ED is going to be will probably to be tomorrow. So we're recording on Sunday, um, but when cabinet is announced, we will definitely see you know how serious he 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 intends to be. Of course, I don't expect there to be massive. Um, changes you'll definitely get people like Obit still in government but mm-hmm. you know certain people in, in key positions will, will give us an indication at least how the nine, the next nine months will go and how serious he, he, he's going to be of interest for me um, finance what happens there we were supposed to get the budget um, this past week but of course with events mm-hmm. happening you know that didn't that didn't come through so I, I, I'm I'm sure the PS uh, the Permsec has been preparing that. So whoever becomes finance minister will really just come out and read it. Um, but it'll be interesting to see who who gets into cabinet. And I think next week we'll probably speak on that um, on the podcast. Yeah, we, if 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 there's any true surprises, we might bring out a, a supplementary episode, but. Um, I don't. Yes, yeah, don't ex- don't <laughs> expect any any surprises. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, I don't know. People have this thing. They're thinking that there'll be opposition members in there. Um, besides, maybe ex Sapu and ex Sanu members who are now opposition. <sighs> I doubt doubt it altogether. Yeah. We- we need yeah. to have that opposition episode. <laughs> we just do. We need to talk about. It. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So your homie, your homie's uh, locked up. 
You guys are fired from my my song, my my group. You're all of you. You're off key. You're out of tune. You're just I was, bad. What you're what fired. what happened with you're my fired. laptop? My my laptop was on point. Uh, wow. You said you locked up. Yeah, I'm locked up. They won't let me out. Should. We're singing different songs. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah, so uh, as you... But why was there no process followed? I mean, as, yeah, surely so as you might know, uh, we, we spoke about we should this. have heard this. So we spoke about this last time that uh, Minister Chombo, ex-Minister Chombo, had been detained. Um, and yesterday there were pictures of him in court. Uh, there was actually a video of him climbing into the um police vehicle after court um and of course it, it's it's very interesting i wonder how you know that case is going to go down but also he was detained by the military and i understand he was on the friday maybe he was released sent home and then the police came and arrested him um i i really don't know maybe you guys would know like what the legal situation well listen there. the military can't court martial a civilian that's just the end of yeah it. but they released him you he's know now the military court, has right? no arresting powers mm-hmm. yeah he's now in court but it was wrong for the military to e- even state that, that we can arrest civilians so but was he arrested again, or was he just yeah, i mean okay it, it, it's an arrest yeah so he and was, i heard he was beaten up by the military yeah, they were, and that they were seems more like my personal than it's it is about yeah justice. no there's there's it's definitely that so there's who did he piss off is the question <laughs> that much no i mean of all like look mm. what happened to him is wrong um there's absolutely no no doubt about it um same with what's happened to you know, the looting of Jonathan Moyo and Xavier Casquere's house post um, them leaving the country or where they are right now um, with um, allegedly military people going back to their homes and uh, and ransacking them for a second time. Um, even their, their arrests of... It was extrajudicial. Um, so jokes aside, it is probably the darkest stain on on ed's um ascendancy to power and it's one of those things that one can never escape is with all this optimism and everything that's going on is that there's a very 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 dark side to this regime Mm. and um yeah no chombo had no reason to be under military military arrests uh, i don't know well, if he posed an actual threat yeah, to the so, military so i mean of course i i generally don't know but we must also i mean they came in and said this was a military intervention the legalese of that is mm. so you know we they in in not calling it a coup, we must also understand, I mean, it, it was a coup that's not a coup, but there was the element of it being a coup, and they really did take over certain state functions, or they went above the constitution or, or, or the law. I don't know 
I don't want mm. to, you know, speak. Um, I'm speaking from a layman's perspective here, but it. So there are certain things there that definitely can be brought into question, and maybe our courts will will deal with them. Um, who Chombo pissed off? It's, I have no idea. Uh, he. I, didn't I even, mean, I didn't even know he was part of G40 like that. You know what I mean? No. Sorry, before you go on, on yeah. you asked about the legalese. There's an argument to be made about Section 213 mm-hmm. of the Constitution, um, which says, um, with the authority of the president, the defense forces may be deployed in Zimbabwe. A, in defense of Zimbabwe, and B, in support of the police service in the maintenance of public order or in support of the police service and other civilian authorities in the event of an emergency or disaster. So, you know, first thing but the, is the authority with of authority the of the president. Granted. Yeah, I mean... There was no those, presidential authority. They well, suspended I, the authority. Well, of the if we if we go back to Mugabe's speech on speech, Sunday, he said that this was he, necessary. Exactly. He he. So, but he didn't co- say we planned it together. He didn't. But he say gave, I wrote it. There's documentation. The but he gave consent. That he was in contact with the military during their time. Was the current president. <laughs> so, who was so not was the president at the time? He was in authority to be allowing the military to exercise. I mean, uh, yeah, you know what? I think this will be an interesting case study for indeed, law students indeed, for many, many years to come. And my, and, and my, because does does legitimization after the fact make the act a legal act? Does it grant constitutionalism? You know post after, after the fact does people uh, marching in support of something that is illegal does that make it a legal act in in terms of you know constitutionalism and particularly in terms of our situation because you know i keep coming back to this our supreme law in this country is the constitution and if we in changing our president are not observant of what, what the supreme law is that poses a very serious problem for me as a human being and a very serious problem for the democratization project so you know again alternatives exist maybe that's what we need to think about hallelujah yeah um so <laughs> There's nothing to add there. Yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah. I was, I was, I was, I was going to move straight on to um, just wrapping up the Chombo issue. Uh, a lot of people seem to be quite joyed um, online, but for me, I, th- I feel definitely due process needs to be followed. Um, we can't, regardless of the fact that you know they or the regime he was part of did so many heinous things to a lot of people. Um, and a lot of people didn't get the the justice or a chance at justice that they deserved. I still think that you know we must allow him to sit before the courts and and his case to be tried. He is corrupt. That's that's without a doubt. So I don't think they'll have a hard time of sticking whatever they want to in terms of corruption to him. Um, Chipanga is also in court. Um, him and Hamadishe. Uh. Uh, <laughs> And we remember, have no time for nine entities. <laughs> yeah, that that one. I mean, <laughs> poor Pangi. <laughs> like, <it's, laughs> 
I I mean we didn't speak, we didn't speak up we did we spoke about the juicy did we? We spoke about the Jews. We the most significant thing he's done in his life to this far is wear that jersey. <laughs> I actually, does anyone have an online link to, to where I can purchase one? An Apollo juice. <laughs> you want to you want to buy an Apollo juice? I'm going to figure Ah, shame. Anyway, um, yeah, we've been running for for longer than expected, but it has been a. A, in a, in a momentous um, occasion and, and quite want to unpack. We will get to the opposition at some point because clearly there's there's a lot to be said there. And um, yeah, when the when we get a cabinet as well, we will will speak on that. I think that's the most important thing, more than the than the speeches that were given. Um, I do hope uh, that. His speech writers can play to whatever strengths that he does have. I don't. I mean, it's he's definitely not. He's no um, orator, but it, I'm available it, for speech writing services. And and, and to be Hello? fair, I mean, if if, if more you, less speeches and more action. If he never gives <laughs> another speech again, but gets things done, hallelujah. Yeah, that's also true. But also... You can um, come and forward on the mic for all I care as long as things are working. He's he's a lot more comfortable. If you guys want to, to see this, he's a lot more comfortable in Shona. So there was the speech that he read after he was accused of being Lacoste or whatever, and he had to say, I'm not. He presented two versions of that speech and they're both on youtube one in english and one in shona and the one in shona is a he's a lot more comfortable in shona but um yeah we whoever the speech writers okay. happen to be whatever happens uh they really should you know just try play to his strengths um yeah i think that's okay um mm-hmm. you can find okay. me at yeah i think so kind of cv for our podcast <laughs> <laughs> Hey, but you also, never know. There's jobs out there, guys. About his dress, I can't see me. Did you see? What's this? That and can't even young. Can't even. You know what I mean? <laughs> um. Yeah. So right. wrapping up, you can find me at Chris Charamba on all social media. Um. Follow our politics and beyond page, and also our poly at beyond ZW on Twitter. Please um, tweet us. We we like to hear from you about you. Tell us what you think. Do you think it was you know was was this good for you? And what are you hoping from the new Zimbabwe? I'm Upenyu Makoni everywhere. Um, yeah, no, no H, please. It's not Upenyu. It's Upenyu. And I am Henry Constantino Piti. Have a good Bye. And now, and now, Capital 263.